2 Thessalonians chapter 2, and I put this up there at the top, we're talking about eschatology and we're going through the rapture tonight of what's going to happen. There's seven seals and seven trumpets. Actually, the seventh trumpet leads into, I mean the seventh um, seal leads into the trumpets. So we're going to get in those and I want you to follow along. I find this very interesting and it's very actually particular. They give numbers that are very interesting and, I, and when you study it you go, wow, this is, I'm so thankful that I don't have to be there when this happens. And we'll be, we could be watching but we're definitely not going to be in it. And so if you're a Christian, that's what that means. So we're talking about what's going to happen in the rapture. And that 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 11 says this, And for this cause God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie. Now this is um, the verse that, and we'll look at it a little bit deeper in a couple, couple um, at the very end of this, but um, this is the verse that we look at and we see that if you've actually heard the gospel, before the rapture, that you will not be able to receive Christ um, during the rapture. And it says that you'll believe a great, uh, basically a great lie. And you say, how does that happen? I don't know how God's going to do it, but God's going to do it. And it says this in the verse, because if you don't believe that, then you don't believe this verse in 2 Thessalonians. It's, it's, it's in the Bible, and it's, it means exactly what it says. It says in, in that verse, and for this cause God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you. For your word, I thank you. Sometimes studying revelations is hard, but Lord, may we get something from it and may we apply it in our lives. May we understand that you have something wonderful for us as we look through many verses tonight and then just apply some things on the paper where we can look back and see that you loved us so much that you don't want us to go through this. Um, Lord, may we also be a witness to those around us so that they can see you in us. And so, Lord, we give you all the praise and glory for all the things that you've done for us this week and for the, the remainder of this week. Let us stay close to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. There are some words that basically describe the tribulation. These are not words that I'm coming up with. These are words that are found in the Bible as we look at this. There's a word that's found in Revelation, 1 Thessalonians, and Zephaniah. And that word is wrath. I don't know about you, but it's a, it's a word that, you know, when we say the word wrath, it means a lot of different things. But it, when it comes to the biblical aspect of it, it is not a good situation. So that second blank in there is wrath. And you keep going, and the, the next one is judgment. Um, judgment is found in Revelation. You see that, and we're actually going to look at some of the judgments today. And in Isaiah, they use the word indignation and punishment. So these are some other words that, that are found. So we have wrath, we have judgment, we have indignation and punishment found in Isaiah. In Jeremiah, it is called the hour of trouble. The hour of trouble in Jeremiah. Another hour of trial is found in Revelation. And so, and then the last one is Joel, Zephaniah, and Amos say the same thing. They talk about um, the rapture and during this time, the tribulation, uh, uh, during the tribulation, destruction and darkness. And you'll see some of these with the seals and the trumpets. So we're going to look at these. And if you can, turn in your Bibles, Bible to Revelation chapter 5. Revelation chapter 5. And I want you to see this. We're going to read a lot of these. Um, the main purpose of the tribulation is to bring Israel to her knees in acceptance of Jesus as the Messiah. If you talk to a Jew, it's a practicing Jew, they, they understand the Old Testament and they accept the Old Testament. 
but they reject who Christ is. And this is going to bring them back so that they can see that. The period ends with what? what how's the rapture? The rapture of the church takes place. There's a seven-year tribulation. What's at the very end of the seven-year tribulation? It is a battle called what? Armageddon. And you'll see when we get to that last trumpet, you'll see that Armageddon is about ready to take place. Um, but not before the Son of God showers judgment down upon the earth and its inhabitants. And so let's look at this real quick. Read Revelation. We're going to go to Revelation chapter 5. And we're going to break this down and go to verse, go to, um, verse number 1 in Revelation chapter 5. And I just want to put some words to it. And we're going to read a lot of verses tonight. And I want you to see this. This is basically the whole chapter. It says, And I saw on the right hand of him that sat on the throne a book written within and within and on the backside sealed with seven seals. And I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, Who is worthy to open the book and to loose the seals thereof? In other words, who can, who can bring this upon the earth? And no man in heaven nor on earth, neither under the earth, was able to open the book, neither to look thereon. And I wept much, because no man was, worthy, was found worthy to open and to read the book, neither to look therein. And one of the elders saith unto me, Weep not, behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah... The root of David hath prevailed to open the book and to loose the seven seals thereof. Now, who's he speaking about there? Jesus himself. And it says this, it says, And behold, and I beheld, and lo, in the midst of the throne and of the four beasts, and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb as it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent forth into all the earth. And he came and took the book out of the right hand of him that sat upon the throne, and when he had taken the book, the four beasts and the four and twenty elders fell down before the Lamb, having every one of them harps and golden vials full of odors, which are the prayers of saints. And they sung a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof, for thou hast slain, thou wast slain and hast redeemed us by God, to God by the blood out of every kindred, tongue, and people, and nation. And it's made us out unto our God, kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. And I beheld, and, and I heard a voice of the many angels round about the thrones, and the beasts of the elders, and the number of them were ten thousand times ten thousand, and thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom, and strength and honor and glory and blessings. And every creature which is in heaven and on the earth and under the sea, and such as are in the sea, and all that are in them, heard, heard I saying, Blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him, sitteth upon the throne and to the Lamb forever and ever. And the four beasts said, Amen. And the four and twenty elders fell down and worshipped him that live forever and ever. So let's get right into this. The seven seals are going to come in right, right now in verse number one in chapter six. And so chapter one, chapter six, verses one and two say this. And I said, and I saw that when the Lamb opened one of the seals and I heard, as it was a, a noise of thunder, one of the four beasts saying, Come and see. And I saw, and behold, a white horse, that he, that, and he that sat on him had a bow, and a crown was given unto him, and he went forth conquering and to conquer. So, well, the first thing that's going to happen is there's going to be chaos with all the people gone, with the rapture of the church, rapture of the believers. And so someone's going to have to come on the scene, and in verse, and the seal, the first seal that's going to come on is the, the release of the Antichrist. And if you notice, if you read this, it sounds really good what he's doing in verse number two, but if you really look into it and find out some things, there's some interesting things. Number one, his bow has no arrows. He just has a bow. Number two, he comes in on a white horse. 
And so we'll, we'll look at that in just a second. And number three, he comes with a crown. Now there's some interesting things with this. Notice that his bow has no arrows. He comes pro proclaiming peace. He comes proclaiming allegiance to Israel. But notice what color his horse is. His horse is a white horse. He comes presenting himself as a true Messiah of the world. They're going to need someone to come on the scene and say everything's going to be okay. Where are all these millions of people gone? What, what, what has happened to him? And so he comes. He also comes with a crown showing that he thinks he's the king. But I've got this written. It is a stolen crown. It's not really his. He wants to assume it and he thinks he's going to do it. He is an imposter. And we find in Revelation 19.11, we'll look at that, when the, when, he, when the horse comes out of heaven, Satan's horse out of hell, um, Christ comes with many crowns, Satan comes with only one crown. You know what Christ's weapon is? It's the sword. What's Satan's weapon? A bow with no arrows. He has no power over a sword. I just recently saw a a um, video of a, of a bear attacking a man and he had his bow with him and instead of putting an arrow in it, he was trying to hit the bear with a bow. I mean, why would you do that? I mean, I'd be running and getting in a car and driving off. There's nothing you can do with a bow other than hit him like a stick. And he has no power over Christ. Christ has the power. Remember, he's the Antichrist. And then come right after that, seal number two. Um, this is seven solid years of war. Read verse number 3 and 4, it says this, it says, And when he had opened the second seal, and these are going in the right order, I heard a second beast say, Come and see. And there went out another horse that was red. And we, have, of course, equate red with what? Blood. There's going to be a lot of wars going on with this. And power was given to him that sat thereon to take peace from the earth, and they that should kill one another. And there was given unto him a great sword. Here comes the sword coming in. You know what this is referring to? It's referring to the bear. Now, who do we requ require that we look at in the bear when it comes to a country? What is it? Anybody know? It's called Russia. Russia is still intact with what it is. It's a bear's going to come across, and the kings of the east are going to be there. So it is the bear of the north, which is Russia, and the kings of the east. They're all going to work together and they're going to be at war and it's not going to be any better than what it is right now. It's going to be actually worse than what it is. And so he comes on the scene, the Antichrist comes on the scene, then there's wars coming on and it's a mess in the world. And then I think seal number three is very interesting. Seal number three is a devastating famine in countries near unto Israel. Um, we find that in, in Revelation chapter 6, verses 5 and 6. It says, And when he had opened the third seal, I heard a third beast say, Come and see. And I beheld, and, and lo, a black horse. Now, black in this indicates famine. And he that sat on him had a pair of balances in his hand. And I heard a voice in the midst of the four beasts saying, A measure of wheat for a penny, three measures of barley for a penny. And it says, and see thou hurt not the oil and the wine. That's interesting that it says that. If you equate what he's saying in this, he's saying that basically for one day's work, you'll be able to buy a loaf of bread as average. Now this Antichrist is going to come in and he's going to, he's going to say everything that's good. He's going to have all the eloquence of words and he's going to make everybody go, oh, this is just a great thing now that we've went through this devastation. When push comes to shove, at the very end of this, this aspect of it, in the, in the third seal, 
they're going to work all day and just get a loaf of bread. That's not very good. And then at the very end, did you notice it says, and see thou hurt not the oil and the wine. Basically, when it's breaking this down, notice that the oil and wine are left unhurt. The rich will get richer while the poor gets poorer. And there's not going to be very many rich people in this, in this day and age. So the oil and wine will be left unhurt. Bread will cost an average day's wage. And, a, and the black horse refers back to the famine. And then in verse, and then, then the fourth seal comes along. And I want to look at this. Revelation chapter 6, verses 7 and 8. And when he had opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth beast say, Come and see. And I looked, and behold, a pale horse. And his name was sat on him was death. And hell followed with him. The power was given unto him over the fourth part of the earth to kill with sword and with hunger and with death and with the beast of the earth. When you look at this, this is a devastating thing. It's a pale horse and it refers back to death. But look what it says in, in, in your point here. It says a quarter of the world's population will die. Sometimes we read that and we say, wow, it's just a quarter... What would happen today if a quarter of the people in Kingsport died? It'd be devastating. Can you imagine the stench? Can you imagine? And it says they can. Die. It shows them how, how they're going to die in this. The fourth of them are going to be killed. Some of them are going to be killed with a sword. Some of them are going to be as the one before it said how much bread costs. Some of them are going to starve to death. You say, well, how will God do this? God's not doing this. Satan's doing this. Satan wants to destroy the people, just like he always has. One-fourth of the beast of the earth dies, either by war or starvation. You've got all these things happening in this, and it's just death over death over death over death. It's going to be a devastating time. A fourth of the world is going to be gone. And you're going to have a lot, of course, that, that, that are raptured. Keep in mind that the Antichrist will annihilate three world powers to secure his position as a supreme leader. Where do, you get one, where do you get a fourth of the third of the population? Where do you get this at? You know a lot of people believe it is? The Western civilization. Do you see much about the United States in, in, in Revelation? First of all, I think... Um, I've got to watch how I say this, but I think there's a lot of people who are going to be raptured from the United States. A very large population is going to be raptured. But then a third of them are going to be gone. And you still hear later on in, in, the, in, in this, all these seals and trumpets are going to happen. You, you still hear about Russia. You still hear about the eastern, eastern countries. But you hear nothing of us. What are sometimes we referred to? What animal? Anybody know? The eagle. Isn't it interesting that God calls us the eagle? And what's our national bird? An eagle. Thank God Benjamin Franklin did not win with what he wanted. Did you know what he wanted the national bird to be? Anybody know? A turkey. Can you just see a turkey just flying? <laughs> you just think, man, that's such a majestic bird. No, it's not. It's what we eat in Thanksgiving, amen? But here were the eagle. The bear is going to be there. You don't hear anything about the United States. It is believed by many that the three, the three destroyed world powers are part of the one-fourth and one-third population death tolls. These likely would be considered the Western alliances. Could this be why the United States is not found 
in the, in the um, book of Revelation with this. Seal number five. Now, I want to clarify these, and we'll look at some things in just a second. There's some other verses I want to look at. The seal number five is this, as the, as the fifth one is opened up, the slaughter of new Christians. The slaughter of new Christians, and we'll look at these verses in just a second. And your, your thing you need to put in the killing of the new Christians. Where are these new Christians going to come through? They're going to be the ones that have never heard before the, the rapture. And then they're going to be the ones that are, are basically brand new Christians. They're going to be anywhere from one to seven years of, of knowing Christ. And they're going to be beheaded. Because the Antichrist does not like Christians all the way across the board. And so let's look at some of these verses. It says in, in Revelation chapter 6, verses 9 through 11, And when he had opened the fifth, fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of them that were slain for the word of God, for the testimonies which, which they held. And they cried with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, dost thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on, earth, on the earth? The, right, the white robes were given to them, unto every one of them, and it was said unto them that they should rest yet a little season until the, their fellow servants also and their brethren that should be killed as they were should be fulfilled. Tens of thousands who had never previously heard the gospel in a clear presentation will be saved in the first evangelistic wave. However, these new Christians will be beheaded for their faith. And um, as you look at this, beheading is always... It, it, is and always will be the preferred mode of execution among Islamic forces of the Middle East. That's what they still do. During the tribulations, those who rejected Christ before the rapture are all made to believe the lie of the Antichrist. Let's look at this really quick. Go to 2 Thessalonians. Flip over there. Keep, in, keep your finger in Revelation because we're going to come back to it. Now let's look at these verses so you can see these. These are, these are actually four verses that I want you to see. And this is where Paul writes to the church of Thessalonica. And he says in his second book to him, he says, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 8 through 11. And then shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth, <clears throat> and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming, even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders, with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion and they shall believe a lie. Those, those who are saved during the tribulation will be beheaded. You say, well, why would God do that? He's a God of love. He shows his love to them. And there's going to be a special crown for them. Now you're, now you're, com you're coming up on, this, on the sixth seal. And the sixth seal is very simple. It's destruction. Can, can you imagine what they've lost already? We'll, we'll get into the, the trumpets, and, and then we'll, we'll go through this whole thing and list what's going to happen, and it is going to be terrible. And so on the sixth seal, there's going to be some earthquakes, and you're going to see that. Go to Revelation chapter 6, verses 12 through 17. Again, we're reading a lot of verses, but I want you to see this is where it says it in the Scripture. It says, and I beheld when he opened the sixth seal, and lo, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sackcloth of hair, and the moon became as blood. And the stars of heaven fell unto the earth, even as a fig tree casteth her untimely figs, when she is shaken of a mighty wind. And the heaven departed as a scroll when it is rolled together, 
and every mountain and island were moved out of their places. And the kings of the earth and the great men and the, riches, and the rich men and the chief captains and the mighty men and every bondman and every free man hid themselves in the dens and, and in the rocks of the mountains. And said to the mountains and rock, fall on us and hide us, hide us from the face of him that sitteth on the throne. From the wrath of the Lamb, for the great day of his wrath has come, and who shall be able to stand? It's interesting that the people try, men try to figure out who God is, but there's one thing that man cannot do. He cannot change weather patterns. He cannot change catastrophes. We try to think we can, and and I've heard people say, you know, why don't we just mess, um, wipe these hurricanes out? You can't. God is in charge of all that. I've heard people say, well, if we put some weapons in there, we could maybe change the aspect of a hurricane. No, you can't. How many of you have ever seen something devastating? Anybody ever seen a tornado? I have. And you just look at a tornado and you see, wow, that is incredible. They... um showed where, where I was at before I went into the sheriff's office and I was talking to some of the deputies and on the wall in the sheriff's office there, is, there was a wooden wall that they had cut, cut out of a house and it, it, went through a, it went through a tornado and in the middle of that wall was a two by four. It actually shot through the wall and it had, they cut the whole section out where you could see it so you could see the power of a tornado. I have an aunt, well, she's since passed away, but I have an aunt when she was a baby was picked up in a tornado and dropped, I don't know how many miles away in a cornfield. And they found her, she was unhurt. I, I can't imagine what that must have been like. But God, man's going to try to do everything. The Antichrist is going to try to control everything. He's going to try to control the, he's going to try to control the, 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 the amount that people pay for the food. He's going to try to control the oil. He's going to try to control everything. But one thing he can't control is he cannot control the earth. It says in that story we just read that the, everything's going to move. What is that talking about? It's talking about an earthquake. How many of you ever had the privilege of going through an earthquake? You were out in California. You were out there when, it, when the big one ha happened? I had friends that in that church that I went to and I was talking to some of the teens in the youth group. I said, how did it, how did it seem when you were in an earthquake? He said, it was very interesting. He said, two of them said, we were riding our bikes down the road. And it was almost like someone had taken a rug and made it ripple. And in San Francisco, it was really bad. And he said they were riding. It was like it was all of a sudden a flat road became a, a bumpy road. They said they went into the church and they had big chandeliers hanging down from them. The chandeliers were hitting the, the, the ceiling, swings from side to side. See, man can do everything and he thinks he can, he can control everything. But in this, God's going to show him, hey, you can't control this. You could try to justify everything, but there's going to be some earthquakes in here that are going to just rock your world. And so you have earthquakes and it says the sun and the moon. Don't you love just looking up at the moon? I like looking up at the moon at night. I don't like looking up at the sun. You shouldn't do that, by the way. I'm just going to say that. But look what it says in this. The sun and the moon are going to change. This is just the sixth seal. We're just beginning. The sun and the moon are going to take, take place. And then in, in Revelation chapter 8, verses 1 and 2, it says this. It says, 
And when he had opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven about the space of a half an hour. And I saw the seven angels which stood before God, and to them were given seven trumpets. Now, a lot of people, going back to the sun and the moon, a lot of people equate this as how, God, as how, how it was when Christ was on the cross. How, the, how it got dark. It's going to do that. It's going to scare some men. In fact, as, you, as we read that, it said they wanted to die. But God's got a bigger plan for this. Now, Revelation chapter 8 says, The first angel sounded, and there followed hail and fire mingled with blood. And they were cast upon the earth, and the third part of the trees were burnt up, and all the green grass was burnt up. Some things in, hit, in, in this, the first trumpet, is hail mingled with fire. A, a third of the earth's vegetation burns up. Now remember, they've already had a famine. And they're already in a famine. And when a third of the vegetation burns up, that's even going to make it worse. I don't know if you've been watching what's happening in California where they're shutting off the power, rolling the power out. Because they, they're scared that the fires are going to kick in. But here, all of a sudden, they can't. They, this is going to happen, and they're going, wow, what, what are we going to do? How are we going to get over this? They're going to be devastated. And then it says it's mingled with blood. Why is it mingled with blood? Because when a third of the vegetation burns up, some of your animals are going to die, and some of your people are going to die. So you have this, again, a stench just everywhere with what's going on, on the, in the earth. And then go to trumpet two. Trumpet 2 says in Revelation chapter 8, verses 8 and 9, And the second angel sounded, and as it were, a great mountain burning with fire was cast into the sea. And the third part of the sea became blood, and the third part of the creatures which were in the sea and had life died, and the third part of the ships were destroyed. So on, 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 on number 2, the trumpet 2, a mountain of fire erupts in the sea. What do we call that? It's a volcanic explosion. Again, we can't control that. How many of you ever had the privilege of going to see, um, what's that thing that erupts all the time? Oh, Old Faithful. Just recently they had to arrest people because people were trying to stand over it to take pictures inside of it. That's not the brightest thing to do. And they said, you're too close, and they arrested the guy, arrested his whole family. They want to get a picture of it. I'm telling you, sometimes our selfies are not the smartest selfies we've ever seen. And so here, they're going to say that this volcano is going to erupt. And can you imagine? It doesn't say which sea. It doesn't say which ocean. But they say this, this thing's going to erupt. And when this happens, a third, 33% of all of the animals in the water are going to die. I've said this word before, but this is going to cause another stench. It's not healthy to be around things like that either. And so a third of that, not only a third of that, um, a third of the sea becomes blood. Sea life dies. A third of the sea life dies and ships are destroyed because of it. 
I don't know why a ship's destroyed. It might be the blood going in it. It might be from the eruption. It might be from a different thing. But it's saying a third of the ships in this water is go are going to die. Well, you say, well, you know what? They'll still have the fresh water. Well, God's about ready to take care of that one too. Go to the next one in, in um, Trumpet 3, Revelation chapter 8. And verse number 10 and 11. Let's look at that. Revelation chapter 8, verses 10 and 11. And a third angel sounded, and there fell a great star from heaven, burning as it were a lamp. And it fell upon a third part of the rivers and upon the fountains of waters. And, in, and the name of the star is called Wormwood. And the third part of the waters became Wormwood. And many men died of the waters because they were made bitter. Now just don't think that they're drinking the water and it tastes like a bitter thing. It is poison. It's going into this, into this water. Look at it, and here's, here's what you need to write in this. A large burning star and a third of all fresh water is poisoned. The problem with this is you don't know what third is. There's two-thirds that are going to be okay, supposedly. And when you look at this and you see that these two-thirds are going to be okay, there's the third that will kill you if you drink it. That's trumpet three. One third of all the fresh water on earth is poison and many die who drink it. You have trumpet four. Trumpet four is, a, um, is found in Revelation chapter eight, verse 12. And the fourth angel sounded and the third part of the sun was smitten, third part of the moon and the third part of the stars. So as the third part of them was darkened and the day shone not for a third part of, the, of it and the night likewise. On the fourth one, a third of the light from the heavens is stopped. A third of the sun and a third of the moon, and actually stars should be on there too, but how many of you find peace when you look up at night and you see the stars? I do. I mean, I remember when I, when I lived in a large city, I thought the stars disappeared. I mean, I know they didn't, but you couldn't see them. Now you get out in the country, I go back and walk in my backyard and I look up and it's beautiful to see the stars. Can you imagine what it would do to your thought process, not being able to see the stars? Now, go out to the Middle Eastern countries and they can't see the stars? Because that's all they've got is a star, sun, and moon. A bunch of sand and, and they don't have the blockage of a lot of the trees. Their tranquility is going to be devastated this with everything compounding as it goes. So that was the trumpet four. Go to trumpet five. This is a very kind of interesting statement with, that happens in, in trumpet five. In fact, people call this the woe judgments. W-O-E. It's not in your notes, but um, we're going to look at this, and it's very interesting. It says, Revelation chapter eight, verse 13. And I beheld and heard an angel flying through the midst of heaven saying with a loud vo voice, Woe, woe, woe to the inhabitants of the earth by reason of their voices of the trumpet of the three angels which are yet to sound. This is actually very interesting when you go to um, Revelation chapter 9. Let's go ahead and we're going to read through this. And I want you to see this so you see it in the Bible. Revelation chapter 9 it says, And the fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star fall from heaven into the earth, and, it and, and to him was given the, the key to the bottomless pit. And he opened the bottomless pit, and there arose a smoke out of the pit, 
as the smoke of a great furnace, and the sun and the air were darkened by reason of the smoke of the pit, and there came out of the smoke locust upon the earth. And to them which was given power, as the scorpions of the earth have power. And it was commanded them that they should not hurt the grass of the earth, neither any green thing, neither any tree, but only those men who have not the seal of God in their foreheads. And to them it was given unto them that they should not kill them, but they should be tormented five months. So basically what's going to happen in this is these insects are going to come out, and it's kind of a different aspect that they're going to go in and they, if, they, if they don't have, if they have the mark of the beast on their forehead or their hand uh, or their wrist, this, it, this thing is going to come and it's going to sting them. And they're not going to die right off the bat. It's going to be a torment for five months. Can you imagine that? And there's not going to be, and, and man will probably try to figure out how to fix it and how to make people feel well, but it's not going to happen. And it says this, and their torment was as a torment of a scorpion when he striketh a man. And in those days shall men seek death and shall not find it. Shall desire to die and death shall, not, shall flee from thee. And the shapes of the locusts are like unto horses prepared into battle and on their heads were as it were crowns of gold and their faces were as faces of men. And they had hair as the hair of women and their teeth were as white as of lions. And they had breastplates as it were breastplates of iron, and the sound of their wings was the sound of chariots of many horses running to battle. And they had tails like unto scorpions, and they were stings, and, and, and there were stings in their tail, and their power was to hurt men five months. He, he actually lists it twice so we could understand it. And they had a king over them, which is the angel of the bottomless pit, whose name is a Hebrew tongue, is Abdon. But in the Greek tongue hath his name Apollyon. One woe is past, and behold, there can two woes more hereafter. You get the point that it's just going to be a very bad place to be. There's no way Hollywood could ever show the devastation of what's going to happen. On this, a killer locust will sting like scorpions, resulting in a five-month tormenting illness. I don't understand it, but that's how God, God wants it done. These killer scorpions will sting like, uh, locusts will sting like scorpions, resulting in a five-month illness. And then the last one, trumpet six. Two hundred million, two hundred million soldiers will begin their march towards Israel. And what is this setting up? It's setting up the what? The Battle of Armageddon. So let's look at this real quick, and, and for sake of time, we're not going to read Revelation 9, verses 13 through 21, but I, I would encourage you to read that and understand what he's saying. And at the very end, something happens. There are two witnesses that come forth preaching. But as we look at some of these things that are going to happen, let's, let's go through one more time. You're going to have an Antichrist come on the scene. He's going to come with a crown. He's going, to, he's going to say everything's going to be okay. He's going to bring very short time where it, it, everybody feels like it's going to be okay because all these people have left through the rapture. Then all of a sudden, later on, Russia from the east, from, from the north, and the, and the kings of the east are going to start battling, and they're going to battle the whole time. There's going to be a devastation of famine in countries near unto Israel. Bread we're going to, bread's going to cost a whole day's work, and some people are going to make money, but others will not. 
A quarter of the population will die in the fourth seal. In the fifth seal, all the new, some of the, there'll be killing of the new Christians. In the sixth seal, there'll be earthquakes, sun, moon are going to be darkened. Then all of a sudden you have the judgments. The trumpet, the first trumpet is, is or the vegetation, a third of the vegetation is going to be destroyed with mingled of blood, mingling of blood. The second one's going to be a volcanic explosion. And the sea becomes blood and the sea life dies and a third of the ships are destroyed. The third one is all the, thir- all the fresh water is poisoned. The fourth one, a third of the light in heaven is stopped. A third of the sun, moon, and stars you won't be able to see. Trumpet five will be the locusts, scorpions. And it'll be a five-month sickness. You know, through all that, Satan still thinks he's going to win. He sends 200 million men to a little place called Armageddon. I don't know if you've ever had the privilege. How many of you have ever been to Israel? You've probably seen Armageddon, where it's going to happen. It's really nowhere, middle of nowhere. But Satan's never going to say that he wins. He's never going to say that, that, that you're going to win and God's going to win in your life. He wants to destroy you. He wants to discourage you. Just like he's sincere. You go through all these things that are going to happen, and 200 million, can you imagine 200 million men showing up there? Remember we had a white horse? A fake white horse. We had a red horse. We had a black horse. We had a pale horse. Now all these 200 million men are, are going to go over there and going to fight. And they think they're going to take God out. What they don't know is there's going to be some white horses going to show up there. And they're going to be the real horse. And they're going to devastate those 200 million men. Read what it says about that battle. How high the blood will go. God knows exactly what he's doing. You notice what this is? It's called God's judgment. It's the seals and the trumpets. You might say, well, why would God do this? God's letting Satan do what he thinks he can do. But at the very end of the day, the very end of the tribulation, what's going to happen? God's going to take over. We have a God that's in control. And, God, and, and Satan can't do anything that God doesn't allow him to do. You know where you get that from? What story in the Bible? A man by the name of Job. It shows that God, Satan has to go to Job, go to God, and say, have you considered your servant Job? Aren't you thankful he didn't go and say, have you considered your servant Bernard? I am so thankful they didn't say Walter. But Satan can't do anything that God doesn't allow. We serve a great God. In the book of Revelation, and and you see some of these things, and I don't know if you enjoy prophecy. I enjoy looking at prophecy. I enjoy talking about prophecy. It's hard to preach prophecy because it's so, there's so many different mentalities with it. And when you look at it, you see, wow, this is going to happen, this is going to happen, getting in the right order and, and here we're talking about during, after the rapture takes place, so seven years of tribulation, all this stuff's going to happen. Aren't you thankful that you don't have to be a part of it? You say, well, I'll get saved later. I don't have to worry. I, I can get it saved just because I can. I, the Bible clearly states in 2 Thessalonians, you cannot do that. 
God's got a whole plan, and I'm glad we serve a God that's got a 100% plan. He doesn't have a 75% plan or 80% plan. He knows exactly what he's doing every step of the way.